Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 300 of the Fully Possible Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, do you know that we have been doing that spiel for 300 weeks in a row? In a row. No breaks. Consecutive. Yes, consecutive. We are the Cal Ripken of the wrestling figure podcast world. That's a good way of putting it is the Cal Ripken. I like that. I like that. Yes. I mean, sometimes, you know, mostly we're humble, but sometimes we got to toot our own horn a little bit. This is 300 in a row, ladies and gentlemen. Unbroken streak through sickness, through health, through whatever else every single week. 300 weeks in a row. You're welcome. We are the movie 300. <laughs> For Sparta? Sparta! <laughs> to Sparta! Dude, that's crazy. Like, I'm typing up the notes and all I had to put was 300. Yeah. 300. It was weird. It was, I, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of that was surreal moment that just hit me in the head, I guess. Yeah, and almost six years. So 300 episodes and January will mark six years. So, wow. Thank you guys for coming along on this crazy ride with us. And here we are at episode 300. Yeah, earlier this year, Celeste really put together a nice little five-year thing for us. So I didn't really want to do something big for 300 since we already did the five-year earlier this year. But we do have listener segment at the end of the show where they will be congratulating us for 300. Spoiler alert. So, yeah, unbelievable, dude. I mean, look what this road of doing this silly little podcast has done you know from the toys that made us to interviewing bill from ljn steve from mattel marty Derosa numerous times and i don't want to leave anybody out but i mean look at this road all of the friends we've made as well i think that's been one of the best parts of doing this show is when we started it we just wanted to talk about wrestling figures you know it was just like okay let's let's just talk about this thing that we've loved forever And over the years, we've managed to make some really, really good friends, some close relationships. And it's been crazy. Like, who would have thought wrestling figures would bring everybody together? We had the hashtag fig life, you know, and people going and buying figures and shipping them everywhere and never overcharging anybody. And it's just been crazy. And I'm so thankful for that. And another great part is introducing collectors to lines that they may not have been familiar with or have collected back in the day. But when we talk about it in the nostalgia segment, they're going to go out and they're going to do some research. They're going to check those things out. They may even jump in and start collecting them. And that as a wrestling figure fan is very rewarding that you're kind of shining a light on these unknown lines or these unknown figures and people want to go check them out and collect them. I think that that's great. And it's bringing the history of wrestling figures back to the forefront 
and introducing people to lines that they weren't familiar with. And I love that. I love the relationships and friendships that have been forged. And it's just been a wild ride. And like you mentioned, the interviews, Jeff, and honestly, like that interview with Bill, that was, I mean, a lifelong dream to be able to talk to the guy who had such a hand in creating something that was such a big part of our childhood. It spawned this podcast. So getting to talk to Bill was is honestly the highlight of our interviews that we've done. Again, not to slight anybody that we've interviewed, but I mean, that one for me personally was huge. But overall, I would like to say that without the listeners, everybody listening to the show right now, without you guys and ladies, this show doesn't hit 300. This show probably doesn't even hit 20. Honestly, no slight to anybody that has been on the show that we've interviewed or anything like that, but... I, I agree with you, dude. Talking to Bill over at LJN and kind of telling secrets, or I shouldn't say, say telling secrets, but he was kind of giving us a background into things that were supposed to happen and like articulated figures, which now I own one. And it, I mean, it's just crazy just thinking about that. So totally. anyways, anyways, we're going to toot our own horn. Scott, what's new, man? Uh, Well, first off, Jeff, I would like to say Congratulations on episode 300. You have been the editor. You have been the social media handler. So for 300 episodes, Jeff, I told you I was going to do this. I would like to toast you with Metallica Blackened. I have my plastic Metallica Black, by the way, Black Metallica Blackened cup that I acquired at Aftershock. Actually, we acquired about 12 of these and they're going to be our (laughs) pool cups for next year. (laughs) <laughs> this is filled with blackened in water. So Jeff, I would like to raise a glass to you and toast you on 300 episodes. Here's to you, brother. Cheers, brother. Ooh, so good. Once it hits your lips. I'm drinking the rocks energy drink. Oh, I'm going to be looking like the rock here shortly. <laughs> yes, that's what it does. You're going to be playing guitar and singing. Bench pressing <laughs> 500. But I'm going to look like The Rock, dude. I'm going to be able to just walk around shirtless all the time and, you know, have muscles coming out my ears, you know? That's going to awesome. be awesome. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> How is that, by the way, the the Rock's energy drink? So I've only tried one flavor. It's the wild orange. Okay. And at first you're like, okay, it's okay. It's got like a nice little fruity orange flavor to it. But the more you drink it, the more you really begin to like it. Okay. It doesn't have the harsh chemicals that Bang has. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know how Bang just has that, you know, that loud guitar screeching riff that just like, you know, hits you in the face? Yeah, it's like Eddie Van Halen's eruption, like in your mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> or, or so to speak. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Anyways, this is a very subtle pick-me-up, and I really like it. I really do. It, the can only has 160 milligrams of caffeine. Okay. So it's not as much as Bang, but it's a good flavor. I like this wild orange. I'm excited to try the Super Berry. That seems to be a lot of people's favorites. Okay. Followed by the original flavor, which is basically a milder version of Red Bull. So if you like the Red Bull taste, then you might want to give this a shot. If you don't like it, go ahead and skip it and get a wild orange or get the Super Berry. From reviews, everybody says the lemon lime sucks. Oh, so that's the equivalent of root beer for Bang. Basically, basically. Gotcha. They do have a pineapple coconut, but I don't like coconut, so I'm out on that one. Do they have a flavor called The Rock's Sweat? (laughs) It's called The Rock's Sweat Chug. 
And it should taste like uh, champagne bang. Or Preston from Jackass sweatshirt. Oh, God. Don't you dare. Mm-mm. What? Mm-mm. What did I say? Oh, what? I'm, I'm going to throw up. That's nasty. What, the, what did I say? By the way, I can't wait for Jackass 4. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's going to be awesome. So excited for Jackass 4. <laughs> if anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to whatamaneuver.net or Pro Wrestling Tees. You can get any of our shirts over there. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to all 300 episodes, plus special interviews, plus the little telephone thing I was doing during COVID. Over at Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, for this 300th episode, I'm going to ask you, what is the best figure, and it can be any toy, that you have obtained in 300 episodes? This is your secret question. I should play the Ricky Steamboat music that we used to do for you. <laughs> Feel free. Go ahead. Cue it up. Um, you know what? It's my favorite figure of all time. And it came out within the last five and a half, almost six years. It's the Macho Man Slim Jim. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bob Backlund Collector's Edition. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why in the world would you think that? I don't Bob know. Bob Backlund. I don't know. Just a random shot in the dark guess. It wouldn't be random. Macho Man Slim Jim. Uh, that's probably like the 70th greatest figure that's come out <laughs> in the last 300 episodes. But, you know, you bring up a good point because you have to think of all the players that have jumped into the wrestling figure game. That's a huge selection of figures, right? I mean, between like the Storm Hogans, which were incredible. You've got Super 7 with their NJPW line. That was an incredible set of figures. So a lot of new players have jumped into the game, so it's given us a wider assortment for sure. Figures Toy Company as well. They after Shortly after we started doing this podcast, they released their ROH and uh, Future Stars lines, and those are great-looking figures. But overall, over the basically the life of this podcast, 300 episodes, it's going to be that Macho Man Slim Jim figure. That is just, in my mind, far and away between the packaging and the figure itself the best wrestling figure of all time. Even though some people would argue that it's not a wrestling figure. I would argue that it is, and thus, my favorite of the last 300 episodes. It wasn't a wrestling figure. It was a commercial that got a figure. I see. So Mattel's (laughs) trying to promote Slim Jims. I see what you're saying, Jeff. That makes sense. Yeah. I wish Slim Jim would sponsor this podcast, and we don't don't even pay us. Just send us Slim Jims. (laughs) No carbs. No carbs. Well, The Rock's already sponsoring it. You were putting over his energy drink. I like it, man. I do like it. I have a couple more cases coming to me of the uh, of the original flavor and the Super Berry, so I can't wait to try those. Yeah, and see, if we like the product, we're just going to give it a free plug. We don't care. Yeah, right, right. It's no big deal to us. One of my favorite things over 300 episodes, I do have to say, is my trip down to Los Angeles to obtain all the 1 of 100s and the 1 of 20 figures that I uh, got from Frank and Sons, uh, Anthony oh, right. down there. Yes. That was one of my favorite stories because it was just like, all right, I guess I'm heading to Los Angeles. I'm going to take a plane. I'm going to take an extra suitcase with me, pack all these figures in, and then I'm going to fly home that same day. I mean, how crazy is that, dude? That's insane. That's like drug deal status. That's what, dude, that's what my coworker said that before I left. She's like, um, are you meeting somebody in an alley and just picking up some stuff? And I'm like, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> 
Mind your business. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it was. It, that's still one of my favorite stories. And then just picking up all the one of 100s and everything, which yeah. ha- have gained value. So uh, tremendously, yes. That's that's what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. I'm actually thinking about selling it and just taking the money and just putting it into buying a house in another state and just renting that until I'm ready to re- move into that or whatnot. Yeah, retire early. Hell yeah, dude. I hear you. Um, I did get the Kushida figure. Oh, the Elite. It's funny. There's a conversation going on that I've had with uh, people like TrueFX face scan, and or some people do not like TrueFX face scan. So it's a hit or miss for people. Oh, correct. This yeah. one's a hit. I really love this figure. I love the glasses, the uh, Doc Brown glasses. I should say the vest. I I love this figure actually. I don't know if it's gonna make my top ten this year. Okay. It's gonna be close. Gotcha. It is a good figure, dude. I love it, man. So uh, I did get that in. I want to thank Christopher Dean. He got me the uh, breaker and was it the breaker and ROM cycle? Ram cycle. Ram cycle. ROM. Yes. <laughs> it's a computer chip. I think the ROM cycle was in Tron, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think that's. Are those what the light cycles were called? I, I don't know. Something like that. The people mover. Or maybe those are just called the light cycles. No, it's not the people mover, dude. Oh, the people mover went through Tron at Disneyland. Yes, that is true. Um, So thank you, Christopher Dean. He was like, hey, guess what? My store got in some of the Breaker figures. Not Brian Breaker figures. I wish there was Brian Breaker figures. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Well, there is one of one. I know, right? And Breaker has it, so it's it's in the rifle home. So anyways, I got the uh, Breaker figure from Christopher Dean, so thank you, Christopher. So... But what I thought I'd do, Scott, I thought I'd have a little fun. And you don't know about this. So episode one aired of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure podcast aired on January 25th, 2016. The number one song was Sorry by Justin Bieber. Ew. I know, right? I love it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just kidding. Moving on. Oh. TikTok was not even a thing. No, I think it was called Musical.ly. Was it? Or like musical.ly. Yeah, I think so. Oh, because it said it TikTok was released eight, well, released in September of 2016. So it was released eight months later. Um, I, okay. Because I, I think there were two different ones. There was Musical.ly and TikTok. And then Musical.ly got absorbed by TikTok or became TikTok. Something like that. Peyton would know because she's all over it now. But yes, before it was called Musical.ly. The number one movie was The Revenant. Revenant? Hmm. Got me on that one. Haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, On this day, the Broncos defeated, on January 25th, 2016, I should say, the Broncos defeated the Patriots, and the Panthers defeated the Arizona Cardinals to face off on Super Bowl 50. Ah, and that was won by? That was the Broncos. That was Peyton Manning's last hurrah. Yep, it sure was. He could barely throw a football, but that dude won a Super Bowl. He threw many of lame ducks that year. <laughs> yes, he did. And <laughs> rode it all the way to a Super Bowl trophy. He did. Episode 100 aired on December 17th, 2017. The number one movie that weekend was Coco. Oh, I love that movie. I'm not crying. You're crying. I never saw that movie, so I don't know what you're talking about. Are you kidding me? I, uh, I just had no interest in it, dude. Wow. If the ending doesn't get you, you have no soul. Just saying. All right. So uh, you're going to avoid it now. Probably. Yes. <laughs> How many times have I told you to watch Big Mouth and 
Paradise PD and all that stuff? Well, the problem is Peyton's around us a lot. Oh. Those aren't shows to watch with a 12-year-old. No, no, don't. Yeah, okay. However, the following weekend, Star Wars The Last Jedi came out and took home more than $450 million worldwide in its opening weekend. And a ton of negative reviews. Was it a lot of negative reviews? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know a lot of people that loved the last trilogy. I did. I really enjoyed it because screw it, it's Star Wars. But yeah, a lot of critics. The number one song was Rockstar by Post Malone featuring 21 Savage. Never heard of it. I've never heard this song, so it sucks. <laughs> uh, and earlier this year, Microballers made their debut earlier in the year. 200th episode came out on November 17th, 2019. Number one movie was Ford versus Ferrari. Never saw it. Heard of it, of course. Never saw it. And the number one song was Louis Capalda, Someone You Loved. I don't know. Got me on that one, dude. Never heard it. And today is October 15th, 2021. The 300th episode. The number one song is Stay By by Kid. Oh, stay by Kid Laurel, Laurel, and Justin Bieber. Man, Justin Bieber has two songs in five years on here. <laughs> Good lord. Okay, show of hands, ladies and gentlemen. Who thought when you turned on episode three hundred today, you were going to hear <laughs> Jeff say Justin Bieber's name a minimum of two times? Kid L- Larrietto, L- Lariat, Kid Lariat, Kid we're Lariat, Kid Lariat, Justin Bieber. Uh, they have the number one song, and the number one movie is No Time to Die. I have no idea what that is. That's the new James Bond movie, dude. Oh. That one I, I do know. I have a rare Sean Connery autograph, autographed by Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I have a rare picture of Sean Connery autographed by Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that would be fun to kind of go down memory lane of kind of what was going on around the times that those milestones hit. Nice. I like it. Thank you for the uh, the trip down memory lane. Yeah. Justin Bieber made the list twice. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You made the list. Okay. Well, here, look. I'm Toast to Justin Bieber for being on our list twice. Dude, drink and the I, whole thing. Drink the whole thing. I'm not chugging whiskey, dude. You don't chug whiskey unless you want to immediately barf. Chug it. Absolutely not. <laughs> chug it. <laughs> You're out I don't, of your mind. I don't know how this drinking thing goes. Just drink. <laughs> Ah, it's delicious. It's delicious when it hits the tongue. Yes. One of many for tonight, I would imagine. <laughs> oh, you got to go get Taco Bell, too. Uh, possibly. And I do want to shout out Justin Summers for the potato recommendation. I did get Taco Bell a couple days ago. And? And I decided to add potato to the beef burrito on the value menu. And? Outstanding. It's so- going to be a staple menu item for me from here on out. So did you just tell them add potato to everything? Or well, just the- I always order through the app, as I've said many times. So when you do, you can customize the item. Like you can add sauces or whatever. And I scroll down and added potatoes. And I think it added like 40 cents. So it was like a buck 50 for the thing. And it was outstanding. I'm going to get like three of them the next time I go. They're so good. Dude, you should go tonight after the show. Um, I'm not one to drink and drive. So I don't know. I might give Peyton the keys and just be like, Sink or swim, kid. Let's go. <laughs> no. You got to learn sometime. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, you have one minute to give us your review of Aftershock. 
One minute. Oh, wow. So you gave me a minute, a couple. This isn't my minute, by the way. You gave me a minute last week or the week before to do the hair metal or our Aquanet minute dedication. So, okay. Wrapped up in a minute. Metallica played two nights. They were outstanding. It was cool that they played Friday night because that was Shannon's birthday. So it was like Shannon had this tremendous birthday party and Metallica showed up to play with all these people present. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so cool. She's like, look at all these people at my party and Metallica's playing. This is awesome. Um, Anthrax absolutely killed it. Not a word out of you, Jeff, because mm-hmm. I know you hate Joey Belladonna. You keep it quiet over there. Mm-hmm. They, for some 50, 60-year-old men, however old they are, Anthrax still has it. But I want to say my highlight of Aftershock was Sunday afternoon at 2.30 p.m. Steel Panther took the stage. And? Dude, have you ever listened to Steel Panther? Yeah, of course. Perfect. When they come back around on their own show, we're going. All right. They effing killed it. I was laughing because they do uh, banter on the stage. (laughs) Oh, they're so foul. I love them so much. And here's the crazy part is they're... They're known as like a gimmick band, right? Like for, they're from the 80s. They had a behind the music, the whole thing. For being a gimmick band, they sounded better than almost every band that played at Aftershock. They were outstanding. Those dudes can go. Amazing. I have to go see Steel Panther when they come back around on a tour and you're going with us. Shannon right. and I have already decided for you, you're going. Um, <laughs> the other big surprise for me, well, not really a surprise. I knew he was going to be good, but uh, Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang Van, Wolfgang Van Halen. Uh-huh. Or Mammoth WVH is his band name. I've mentioned him on the show before. He's got that song Distance. He dedicated it to his dad. Beautiful set, dude. That kid, he's got skills. I'm telling you, he's got, he actually didn't close with Distance. He closed with another song, but he did play Distance. So awesome. If you've got a chance to go see Mammoth WVH, do it. But if you have a chance to go see Steel Panther, definitely do it. They are incredible. And that will lead us into the Aquanet Minute. Oh, you hijacked it. I did. It's a good segue. It's going to be Back for the Attack from Dawkin. It's their fourth studio album. If you're looking for a song of note on this album, they're all outstanding. I love it. I've listened to this album thousands of times. Like, that's not even an exaggeration. I wore out the tape. Not an exaggeration at all. I listened to this thing over and over and over again. I love it. It's my favorite Dawkin album. The Song of Note, Dream Warriors, it was in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Amazing album. George Lynch is one of the best guitarists of all time. I would say better than Yngwie Malmsteen. Don't at me. I know Big Dave's going to be so pissed at that. <laughs> Dawkin killed it on this album. I love it. Back for the attack. Go check it out. And that is your Aquanet Minute. Did you know that Motley Crue covered a Madonna song? Uh, which one? Like a Virgin? Motley Crue did? Which version of Motley Crue? Was it Vince Neil's version of Motley Crue or John Karabi or the the female singer they had for like two minutes? They had a female singer? For like two minutes. No, I think this was Vince. Oh, wow. I didn't know that they covered that song. Interesting. Yeah, I It was funny too because sometimes if nothing's on TV, what I'll do is I'll tell Alexa to play a band. So like I'll tell Alexa, hey, play Metallica. I'll tell Alexa, hey, play Poison or hey, whatever. Well, the other night I had her play Motley Crue. So anyways, I hear the song come out. And I was like, what song is this? And I was like singing along with it. I'm like, oh my God, this is a Madonna cover. And I look at Celeste and Celeste goes, this is terrible. 
<laughs> I was like, it's not that bad. I was like, it's, it is it, Vince it, Neil singing. It is Vince Neil, you know. Big Mac, what a hurry, come out. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> We're gonna go to California. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting because I didn't know that they had covered that song. So, I wonder if that was for the Dirt soundtrack. Uh, let's see if I can find it. On uh, you need to do filler. Oh, I need to like fill it in here. Okay. Motley Crue's soundtrack to the Dirt will feature four new songs, including a cover of Madonna's "Like a Virgin." Yeah. Uh, there you go. All right, it was from the Dirt. Uh, so I thank you for listening to my filler. <laughs> well which done. Was me stammering for like two seconds. Y'all. Oh, uh, uh, I get. Uh, I I could I could talk about aftershock again. <laughs> actually, I was gonna talk about aftershock again. <laughs> oh shit. Scott, we gotta jump into the news. What do you say? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, after you got to hear Like a Virgin from Motley Crue. Yeah, thanks for that. You didn't think it was that good? You just effed my ears in the A. <laughs> F and A, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's get into the news. Cello Toys, they showed out the grayed out rendering of Sabu, so that figure is coming in their highly articulated figures. Also sticking with Cello Toys, there is a Nova Retro, so that completes the BWO. We're getting Big Stevie Cool, we're getting Meanie, and now we're getting Nova. So that's in a complete BWO. If you, anybody was a fan of those, you guys need these. How cool would it be if they did the BWO as Kiss? Oh, dude, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be so awesome. It was great when they did that. I'm like, that's so random, but I would so buy figures of it. <laughs> figures Toy Company should take their blue mini figure and just have him with Kiss makeup on. As Kiss? Yeah, I would buy that. I, I think a lot of people would. Heck yeah. Ringside Chaos. We had talked about the Ringside Chaos line just recently. Ringside Chaos is the newest collection of wrestling figures designed by Squared Circle Toys. This amazing line features multiple supporting personnel whom help shape the world of professional wrestling. That's us, Scott. We shape it. Aww. You're welcome. We are in shapes. (laughs) Oh, I'm certainly in shapes. Uh, Me too, dude. (laughs) 40 is not treating me well. Anyways. (laughs) Speaking of 40... Dude, I feel every bit of 47 after walking that Aftershock Festival because it was all uneven ground and it's a humongous park. Oh, no. Oh, my back, my legs. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm that old dude at the festival, like limping around by the last day. (laughs) But I went every day, damn it. (laughs) You toughed it out. I toughed it out in VIP. All figures will stand six and a half inches. So picture your... Mattel Elite and will feature 30 points of articulation, multiple accessories, and swappable heads and hands. The initial goal will consist of four figures, which include the modern referee, retro referee, event staff, and security guard. There will be more amazing figure offerings available as long as the stretch goals are unlocked. So I talked about the locked stretch goals. If they hit 107,000, that will be a police detective. If they hit $120,000, there will be a medic figure. If they hit 130000 that will be a timekeeper. 
If they hit 140,000, that's a Lucha referee, which I think is actually kind of cool. That's pretty cool. I know. I thought Boss Fight would jump all over that one. For sure. And if they hit 150,000, there will be a retro camera operator. All these figures do have accessories. For example, the modern referee has extra hands. Retro referee has extra hands as well. The event staff has a hat, walkie-talkie, clipboard, necklace. The security guard has the clipboard, uh, the badge, like Wayne and Garth show when they walk around the concerts, <laughs> like Scott was doing this past week. Yeah, VIP, VIP. <laughs> security guard also comes with a walkie-talkie and other accessories. So anyways, all these figures do have accessories, and if you hit the stretch goals, you also will get figures with more accessories. So... I love it. At 175k, do they do red shoes? Oh, dude, I wish. That'd be so awesome if they could do that. Oh, dude, they would get so many backers for that. Yeah, yeah, you'd have all the NJPW fans jumping in for sure. But this is cool because all the figure photographers that have their setup going on now just take this and boom, they have a referee, they have event staff, they have security guard. I mean, they're just adding to the playset. So this is really cool. This is we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but this is actually a great idea and I'm hoping they hit I I don't know if they'll hit their stretch goals, but I really hope they hit the initial goal for these figures. Totally. I love this idea. It's so great. It absolutely is. So, Squared Circle Toys, check them out on Twitter. You can find all the Kickstarter information over there. Oh, oh are you drinking more blackened? Oh, you heard the ice? I did. It hits, it hits the liver so good. Yeah. It gives it a nice little swift kick. <laughs> so does this rock energy drink. <laughs> Not the same, dude. Not oh. the same. Oh. I feel like when I drink this, I'm turning into the Incredible Hulk, you know? I start turning green. <laughs> well, you are becoming the rock. So I know. I know. That's just your pecs forming. <laughs> they are they're forming into something but it ain't muscle i'll tell you that <laughs> you have to wear a man's ear yeah <laughs> a bro oh my god that's funny scott we are gonna get into the nostalgia segment what do you say we jump into it <laughs> let's do it Scott, how are you feeling over there? Oh, I'm good here. I just made another drink. I went downstairs between segments. You were very patient with me. Thank you. You're so, uh, Jeff, I will I will raise my blackened plastic cup to you again. All right. I'll raise my Zao. Zay? Zao? Zao? Zoa. Zoa. All right. And I am going to toast the nostalgia segment, which for 300 episodes has been bringing people's attention to lines that they may not have been aware of, namely Remco's. And also putting uh, some respect on Just Toys Bendems as well. So, if I may, cheers, nostalgia segment. Ooh, I think I got a little heavy-handed with the blackened. <laughs> Ooh. Put some hair on my chest with that one. <laughs> yeah, who am I kidding? Grass doesn't grow on a playground. Oh, I got the Rock's autograph on this can says Dwayne Johnson autograph. Nice. I'll, I'll see if I can mimic that autograph on my three pack so I can finally finish off the Brett, Sean, and Rock three pack, champions three pack. Or you know what would be funny is just carve the signature off the can and tape it to the three pack. 
<laughs> Sell it it's on just e- like a placeholder for a future rock autograph. Sell it on eBay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not off the can. What are you talking about? That's authentic. <laughs> Uh, we are going into the nostalgia segment. Of course, we want you to check out Wrestling Figure Database. Those guys over there are great, and they have a fun website. You can get lost on their website checking out figure photography, checking out the series, checking out whatever it may be. Go down your list and see if you need any figures from any line. So again, that's WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. And again, we love you guys. Scott, WWE Elite Series 31. Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 31 consisted of Dean Ambrose. He was in his shield gear. He came with the U.S. title, dog tags, and a camcorder accessory. Oh, so he's the one that recorded Paige in those videos. I understand now. Not quite, dude. Not quite. Oh. Oh, that wasn't Dean Ambrose that did that? Uh, Nope. Sure wasn't. Okay. Gotcha. Moving on, next up, Jimmy and Jay Uso. They were both in their neon green shorts slash trunks. They both were packaged with Uso's shirts and necklaces. I love, this is kind of a running trend because in, in Elite Series 30, they did Legion of Doom. And in this one, they did the Usos. That'd be a cool running trend with Elites if they continued to release tag teams, uh, tag team members in the Elite Series. But doesn't happen all the time. Kind of cool when you get it, though. Next up, Kane. And he came with a mask accessory. Great Kane figure. Next up, The Rock. He was in black pants. Came with a breakable guitar, microphone, and sunglasses accessories. And last but certainly not least, Vader. He was packaged with a black helmet and a red face mask. And Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 31. Jimmy and Jay Uso, I have these figures signed in a pink paint pen. I love these figures as well. Good choice on the pink. Thank you. Got these signed in Dallas for WrestleMania 32. Uh, they were doing the free signing at the Axis Superstore. I do remember uh, we were talking to the couple in front of us, and they had a family portrait that they had blown up into poster size. Okay. It was the husband, the wife, and the daughter with Jimmy Uso. Jay wasn't in the picture, I guess. Went to sign it, and they had a paint pen, and the paint spilled everywhere. Oh, no. The mother started to cry because she was so excited to get that signed. Unlike your Roman story, she didn't have an extra poster to just pull out of a backpack. Not a lot of people think about that. They just felt horrible. Like, you could just see the heartbreak on their face, like, I didn't mean to do that, but it's paint pens. Those things do happen. You just got to test them out and pray they spill on a, a post-it note or whatever you're testing it out on. Or Trish Stratus's hand. The pen got excited. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm trying to be better. Celeste says that we have too many segs jokes going on. And I'm really? like, I know. I was like, we don't have enough segs joke. Right. Well, I don't know. I think we walk a fine line. Eh, whatever. (laughs) Sometimes we can mask it. (laughs) Maybe she's getting to be Grandpa Simpson. Get off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Grumpy Grandma Simpson. (laughs) Grumpy Celeste Simpson yells at clouds. (laughs) You kids and your filthy ass jokes. She's going to be so mad when she hears this. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get punched. I know. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) uh dean ambrose good figure jimmy and jay i love this these two figures kane was it was a good figure but it wasn't like the best kane ever 
No, and we've had a lot of Kane figures. I wouldn't put this one up as like OMG amazing. It's a good Kane figure, though. You're right. It's good. I like the Rock figure and loved the Vader figure. And I think it's safe to say the Vader is our favorite out of the series. Yeah, easily. I actually wanted to take that Dean Ambrose, the Elite 31, when we got the Dean Ambrose autographs in Reno. Unfortunately, that one was going for quite a bit at the time. So I settled for the one, gosh, I can't remember which series it was. He's holding the cane over his head, the Singapore cane. Um, That's the one I ended up getting signed because I was able to grab it off the pegs. But this is the one that I wanted to get signed, just like I wanted to get that Roman Elite signed in his shield gear. Didn't happen. No big deal. But yes, Jeff, to answer your question, easily my figure of the set is that Vader. And that was actually my favorite Vader figure up until his most recent Legends. And surprisingly to me, Mattel was able to top the Vader they had done in 31. So kudos to Mattel for the most recent Vader. But in this Elite 31, man, if you need a Vader, that's a kick-ass figure. Hey, Scott, you know what? Um, No. The Vader Elite Legend Series is better than Macho Man Slim Jim. Okay. All right. I didn't want to have you thrown out of episode 300. It's a big deal. It's a special time. But I'm not afraid to now. You're walking oh. on thin ice, pal. Oh, you think you could just throw me out of here? I'll have you thrown out of here. Oh. I'm not right. even scared. I'll have you thrown out. All right. I, 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 I'm sorry. Watch your P's and Q's. <laughs> I'm going to go down the eBay list. Dean Ambrose last sold eBay listing October 13th for $59.99. Jay Uso green shorts, shirt with the Uso's painted faces and the necklace. Last sold eBay listing September 15th for $54.99. Jimmy Uso's with basically the same accessories. There were none carded and the ones that were carded were being sold together with J. So I had to go loose. Last loose sold listing, September 28th for $22.88. That's loose complete? Loose complete. Got it. Kane, last sold eBay listing, August 17th for $23.50. That seems low. It surprised me too. The funny thing was, is it had 20 bids on it. Wow. Yeah. Dude, what, they started at like 50 cents? I think so, dude. <laughs> Shocking. I know. I thought that was really interesting. I think that's the lowest Kane figure we'll ever be talking about. Rock Mike Sunglasses and Breakaway Guitar, last sold eBay listing, October 6th for $49.99. And Vader with the helmet, the red mask, last sold eBay listing was October 9th for $85. You know what's funny, dude? Oof. Wow. Okay, well, that figure was starting to climb. It kind of stayed steady at about 80 to $90. Some were going up at about 95 But it was kind of hovering around there. But eventually, you just start to see it climb. And I remember I was talking to Rucker from Boots of the Face. He got this figure. And I think he paid $85, $87 for it. You'll have to fact check me on that. Anyways, he got it for about $87. And then I started watching the figure because... I wanted this figure and never could find it. Nowhere. Never saw it once. I didn't see this figure on the pegs one time. So I was watching it climb and it was, I think it got as high as $140. Damn. That was really, that was during COVID prices. So you got to kind of take in that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But I checked the price today. Last sold listing was 85 bucks. So I'm starting to see it come back down. And I think the elite legends Vader is starting to kind of chip into that. 
I think if Mattel had done a lousier job on that Vader, the most recent Legends, I think the value would have held closer to, I don't think 140. I think closer to like 100, 110. But because that Legends figure is better than this one, if somebody's kind of doing a side-by-side comparison, it's like, well, why would I pay so much for this one when this other one is better and I can get it for less? So I, I do see that Legends figure definitely eating into that value on the Elite 31. Yep, and you got it for me for my birthday, and I love that figure. I, I'm thinking that's gonna hit my top figure of the year. Um, it's, uh, yeah. When it came out, I said, okay, this is top in the charts because that was what April, I think, that we picked that figure up. Yep, and April May. Yeah, that one topped my charts in in that time. I don't see that changing. I'm I'm kind of with you on that. We may have a unanimous number one. Yep. Scott, that rounds out the nostalgia segment. You know what? It would have been fun for episode 300 if we would have gone back and done LJN series one. Uh, yeah, but you know what? We've actually done that twice. We did it on episode one, and then when we rehashed LJN again, we did LJN. So it would have been like the third time that we've done it. I don't want to be a broken record. So? Yeah, good point. We should have done LJN series one. <laughs> Scott, we are going to round it out with the listener segment. What do you say? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Before we get into our first audio, I want to thank Brian Tipping again, man. He sent over a care package that was absolutely awesome. It was the Mr. Perfect Pillow Buddy along with some sketch art. Thank you, Brian, for sending that over for episode 300. That really meant a lot to us. Even sending it across the pond and having it over here for us in time for episode 300. So again, thank you, man. That meant a lot. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Brian. I've actually, uh, I've got my blackened in one hand and I've got the Mr. Perfect. Here, let me show you, Jeff. Mr. Perfect sitting right next to me. Here he is right here. All right. I'm I'm glad it was Mr. Yeah. 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 Don't worry. I wasn't about to drop anything in front of the camera that you wouldn't want to see. (laughs) You do have your Mr. Perfect in front of you. That's awesome. In honor of episode 300, I want to thank Brian again. That's just so, it's such an honor when we get things from the listeners like that, whether it be an audio, like we're about to get into a gift like this, it, everything means so much from you guys, a review on iTunes. It could be the smallest thing, but the fact that you're reaching out is incredible to Jeff and I. We're always humbled by it. So guys, thank you so much. And here is the Mr. Perfect Pillow Buddy that he sent over. I'm going to raise my glass to Mr. Brian Tipping himself as a thank you. Jeff, grab your rock energy drink. This will uh, enlarge in one of your two pecs. <laughs> Maybe one of your glutes. Just one though, because that'd be funny. <laughs> Got some uh, two hams fighting back there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Brian. Delicious. Tastes like tangerine. Oh, wait, not the blackened. (laughs) Definitely not the blackened. Thank you so much, Brian. All right, Scott, let's get into our first audio. Comes in from David Myers. Hi, Jeff and Scott. I just wanted to wish you a very happy 300 episodes. Meeting you guys changed my life listening to your podcast. I hadn't followed action figures in about 10 years, and now it's a big hobby of mine, and I made two friends in the two of you and so many other people I've met in the figure world. Love you guys, and I cannot wait to see you again in Los Angeles. Congratulations. I still remember the first time we met Dave when it was uh, us and James Frank and Shannon Frank over at Chica's Tacos. By the way, I miss that place so much. Anyways. I don't even know if it's still there. 
don't even scare me like that, really. <laughs> Delicious tacos. Oh my God, they're so good. Anyways, uh, it was so fun just hanging out that night. I remember we got back to the hotel at like 2 a.m., walking through hella sketch parts of Los Angeles. Yes, because we just roamed. We didn't Uber or anything. We just walked the streets. Yeah, exactly. We we were, were done... we, Jeff, we were street walkers. <laughs> we were. I got a couple bucks that night. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, Celeste. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm never paying for it again, though. <laughs> I see what you did there. You know, we got to hang out again before we went to the Toys That Made Us. I mean, it's just, it's, it's awesome meeting the listeners each time we do. And that's why I'm looking forward to Dallas next year for the meetup. For sure. And Jeff, I mentioned earlier, one of the best parts of doing this show over the last five, almost six years and 300 episodes was forming relationships like we have with David. David's an incredible person. I'm so happy for the success that he's had. And David, we miss you too, man. We can't wait to see you. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later, my friend. Dave, thank you again. Scott, next question comes in from Sean Welch. Hey guys, hope all is well. Curious, what is the biggest flip flop on a figure? As in you hated it when you first saw it and now is one of your favorites and or loved it at first and now hate it. Cheers, Sean Welch. Thank you, Sean, for your question. Ooh, good question. Well, first off, let's put Sean Welch over as one of the finest figure photographers anywhere. That dude's work is absolutely incredible. It's stunning. Great question. He is a good-looking man. That's what you meant by fine, right? (laughs) In addition to that, his figure photography work is second to none. Amazing work by that man. That speaks for itself. Yes, I know. It goes without saying, but still, I wanted right. to say it. Right. But great question. I love that question, but I would go the reverse of a figure that you loved and then ended up throwing down a WTF on it. I'm looking at you, Chad Gable. Okay, so I think he means figures that have come out, and then the more you look at it, you're like, bah. Oh, I interpret it as a figure that was like shown, and then when it hit the pegs, you had a reaction to it when it was shown originally, like at a toy fair or a Comic-Con, whatever. No, I think he means one that you picked up and you're all excited you got. And then you sat down, you actually looked at it and you're like, do, do I really, really need this? Hmm. I've done that so many times. Like, I can't even count. There's some figures that I even have signed by guys that I'm like, that is not a great figure. But I mean, the only saving grace is now that I have it signed. I won't mention the wrestlers. I'll keep that under wraps. Oh, you're so secretive. I am very cryptic. Very cryptic. Very cryptic. (laughs) That's kind of your thing. I know, right? (laughs) Well, I'm still going to go the reverse. And I'll do it on the most recent Brutus the Barber beefcake. Or the Brutus beefcake, because he wasn't the barber yet. His most recent Legends figure. I was more wanting that figure for the title when it was announced. But now that I've got that figure in hand, it's going to make my top 10 list this year. They absolutely nailed Brutus. That figure, that might be one of the best Brutuses ever released. Look at Brutus from that era and then look at that figure. They nailed it. Like, I was like, okay, the figure's all right. I'm more buying this one for the silver title that comes with him, the tag team belt. But dude, then I look at the figure, like when you handed it to me, when you came over, gosh, what was it, a month or two ago? Actually having that figure in hand, I was able to look at it and oh my gosh, Mattel nailed Brutus Beefcake from that era specifically. Yeah. Outstanding. 
Yeah. You know, there's a lot of figures that I've purchased and I'm like, I really didn't need this. And it just throws, I just throw it into a tote. You know, I've grown to appreciate the Sherry Elite Collector's Edition figure a lot more since I've had it. It's one that I'll walk by in the hallway because I've got her pegged up on the wall. It's one I'll walk by and go, man, Mattel just killed that one. And I gain a greater appreciation for that Sherry as time goes on. Oh, the authors of Pain Elites as well. I love those figures. I knew they were great when they came out, but as the years have progressed, I can still look at those and I love those figures even more than I did when they first came out. Authors of Pain aren't around anymore, of course, but I love those figures. Goldberg Retro. That's my figure. Get out. <laughs> that's that's the figure I picked up and I was like, why am I doing this? Oh yeah, to get it signed. <laughs> get out. That's it. That's it. Security. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Andre the Giant? From LJN, the dumpster fireface. <laughs> You've grown to hate that one more. Yeah, it's not that great of a face. No, it's not. And you know what? It's funny. Like sometimes nostalgia can really give you rose-colored glasses. Uh huh. But in the case of that Andre figure, uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. 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 The one strap Andre is way better than that series one Andre. That series one Andre is, man, that's a face only a mother could love. <laughs> and a mother being an LJN sculptor. <laughs> is that the worst LJN? In terms of sculpting? like in, ter- in terms of sculpting looks? The pose isn't bad. The pose no. is good for a giant figure, but the face on it is... Ugh. I mean, you kind of knew it was Andre when you got it, but over the years, like you continue to look at that face, and you're like, man, the one on the, the, his black card was so much better. Even the one that they did that was Andre in the blue trunks that had the short hair. They really cleaned it up. That first one is... Wow. Series 1, though. That is the worst LJN figure, right? I mean, we've always bashed the Rick Rude. But in terms of face sculpt, I would say the Andre is the worst. Oh, uh, no, it's Rick Rude. Never mind. Well... <laughs> no, it's Rick Rude. <laughs> oh, if we can narrow it down to just face sculpt... I don't think that it is Rick Rude. It's Rick Rude. All right, it's Rick Rude. Okay. As James Frank said, why? What's the worst Hasbro? Ooh. Hmm. Because we always talk about the sheen and... Punch, punchy arm Hulk Hogan. Well done. Well done. Yeah, I hate that figure. I really do. They nailed Hogan all the way up until that one. Like, how does your last Hogan become your worst? <laughs> well done, I dude. hated that Hogan. Yep. Garbage. You win with that one. Love Hasbro. Hate that Hogan. All right, listeners, send in your audio or send in your responses to worst LJN and worst Hasbro. Yeah, let us know. See if you let's see if you agree or we're way off the mark. By the way, Sean Welch, thank you very much for sending in that question. That was actually a good one, man. That really got us thinking. Love that. Yeah, and check out Sean Welch photos on Instagram. Scott, the next question comes in from the anonymous one. Hi, Fully Posable. What are some of your favorite WWE Mattel Basics figures of entire line history? The ones in the recent years have had some good ones. Even they didn't have that old school articulation as they did before. For example, Ultimate Warrior in Series 98, which I think you're about to spit out, Scott. That was good. Yeah, that's the best basic of all time. The Ultimate Warrior Basic 98. Liv Morgan, Series 110, last year's Shane McMahon WrestleMania Basic based from his match with X-Pac from WrestleMania 15, recent Tony Storm Basic, and even Sarah Logan Basic 
figure from series 101 which i don't currently own tend to be some of the nicer basics even without the traditional articulation your thoughts let's not forget the sting where he's got the green tights on surfer sting basic Uh, i'm gonna throw the vicky guerrero basic out there oh yeah good call that was an outstanding figure but some of my favorites jeff are actually in the nxt basics specifically the diy figures Mm -hmm. and the authors of pain basic figures the, from the NXT basics specifically, I love that. They're actually pinned up on my wall. Absolutely love those. Great call on that, man. Thank you. Uh, that Vicky Guerrero might be... Well, and of course, they always nail Natalia. That Natalia basic, I think it's like a basic 59, something like that. That Natalia is outstanding. The, even the basic Nia Jax is incredible. But that Vicky Guerrero might be one of the best basics they've done. The Bella um, basic two packs as well. The battle packs. Those were really well done. Thank you, the anonymous one, for sending in that question. Oh, let's not forget that. What was that? The Hall of Champions, Brett and Sean one. Yeah, those could be considered basics. Good point. Yeah, uh, the Sean was good. The Brett, uh, don't even get me started on the face. But it's, I don't know. It's just everything incorporated into that. Although they, th- if I'm not mistaken, they threw a ladder into that. I think so. And it was like, eh, that's not from WrestleMania 12. There's no. Uh, no, but technically, they were the first ones to have a ladder match. No, Brett and Dynamite were up in Calgary. Oh, look at you, historian. Ooh, just bumping and grinding over here. That's oh. sexy. All I want to do. Okay, anyways. Knowledge. <laughs> so, thank you very much, the anonymous one, for that question. Scott, next question comes in from Christopher Dean. Congratulations, guys, on hitting 300. Man, by comparison, the Chick Foley show who we love, is about to hit 150 episodes. So you guys are like the Cal Ripken of... Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. So you guys are like the Cal Ripken of podcasts. Wait a second. <laughs> Was he listening ahead of time? <laughs> For me, don't look now, but I'm about to get sentimental. The talk of figures or wrestling is secondary to the camaraderie and community you fostered. You have put something good and helpful into the world at a time when there is isn't a lot of good out there from the bottom of my heart i thank you for all the nostalgic feelings and the friendship i enjoy with you both quick couple of questions in the past 300 episodes of the show what is the best figure innovation or trend you are happy with also what are you looking forward to take care and thanks again for being here as sometimes the world can gets a bit heavy and weighs you down and it's nice to have the show to look forward to every week without fail thank you chris for that really meant a lot man um that's the thing is scott and i goof around on the show and we just try to keep it lighthearted because as christopher said things around this world are a little chaotic very much so look how many ships are out in the sea that are holding our toys these SOBs. These guys. No, and you know, that's another part of this show that I didn't even mention earlier, Jeff, is that, and again, we're not trying to toot our own horn. We're really not. But people have reached out and said that this has helped them outside of like, hey, now I'm collecting Remco's. Thanks, guys. It's it's helped them on another level that's deeper than that, which we never even considered. Again, when we started talking wrestling figures, this was just getting it out there for for people and if they enjoyed it cool let's talk wrestling figures but it ended up going a little bit deeper than that and just kind of helping people through certain periods in their lives and people have reached out and told us that and that's that's beyond humbling so christopher thank you for the kind words 
the feeling is very mutual. I always look forward to your text messages. It's always great chatting with you on text. And you haven't reached out to Jeff yet to gloat about the Dodgers? Too soon. Too soon. I know, but I'm speaking to Christopher's character here because a lot of people would be like, oh, dude, my team won. Christopher knows it's too soon. He's not going to reach out and poke and be like, haha. That's not his character. He's a great dude. I love Christopher. Thank you for sending in the question. To answer his question on my part, I would say the greatest thing over 300 episodes is seeing the wrestling figure explosion in how many people are not only collecting them right now, but how many companies are making them. It seems like everybody's jumping in the pool now. You just mentioned a Kickstarter in the news, Jeff. You mentioned Cella Toys, Zombie Sailor, Super 7, Storm, Mattel, Jazzwares, Figures Toy Company. The list goes on. There are so many people doing this now. When we first started this podcast, it was Mattel. (laughs) That was our news segment. What's Mattel doing? Almost six years later, we've got like 10 plus companies to cover. It's insane. And that's the best part is seeing how far wrestling figures have come and how many more people have jumped in, not only company-wise, but fans as well. With all the different wrestling figure podcasts that have popped up since us, it's it's great to see this community that's formed. And while there can be negativity sometimes, we're all on the same team. We're all collecting the same thing. And that's kind of the coolest thing to see over the last almost six years is how many collectors have jumped in and how many toy companies have jumped in making wrestling figures. Well, we've got to say FTC was also here when we started. They were just starting their series one of ROH figures. In January 16? I thought that was shortly after we started the podcast because we had gotten in contact with Chris and they had mentioned that they were going to be doing ROH. So like a couple months ago, there was there was some talk about it. Okay, so really it was like FTC in their beginning stages. Yep. And Mattel. But right. I mean, even still, okay, two companies... One that was just kind of starting up with the wrestling figures, FTC and Mattel. That was our new segment. Now how many companies do we talk about? It's insane how many companies are making wrestling figures now. And they're all competing for your dollar. And the best part about that competition, these figures are getting better and better because they don't want to be the bottom of the barrel company, right? Like, oh, those guys make the worst figures. Nobody wants to be that. So they're all making each other better. And who wins? We wrestling figure collectors do. The other thing I'm really looking or I'm happiest with is right now there are so many people getting wrestling figure license, basically a lot of the legends. Yes, I was going to get to that next. That's what I'm looking forward to as well, Jeff. So we're not just basically dependent on who Mattel gets for their legend series. We now have Chella bringing out legends, guys. We have Junk Shop Dog bringing out legends guys we have ftc and their line and we've got we've got so many people out there but now we're getting guys that we've always done wish lists for right so you know and and on top of that there's still more people out there like there's no midnight express there's just a lot more legends to be tapped rock and roll express although zombie is gonna have him in or them In the retro line, we still don't have six to six and a half inch scale ones yet. Correct. Correct. So there's still more to be done, 
But we're now getting a bunch of guys that we have been clamoring for, that we've had wish lists that were legends. And now that's what I'm happy with. More guys are getting paychecks. More of these legends guys are getting paychecks to use their licenses. Exactly. And again, who wins in all of this? We wrestling figure collectors do. Absolutely. Christopher, thank you very much for not sending me the Dodger text message. (laughs) But also, thank you for your friendship and thank you for this message. That means a lot, man. And I do look forward to your messages as well, man. They do mean a lot. Thank you, Christopher. By the way, side note, Scott, I sent the Motley Crue covering Like a Virgin to Nathan and he said, oh my God, is there anything Motley Crue cannot do? (laughs) Yeah. These days... (laughs) Sing. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) Well done, Scott. Well done. (laughs) They're going to stick an auto-tune on Vince Neil. (laughs) (laughs) It's 80s Vince all over again. Oh, man. Scott, next question comes in from the great Diet Soda Hunter. Let's see what he's got to say. Jeff and Scott, Soda here. I want to say happy 300 episodes. It's crazy that you guys have had an action figure podcast for 300 full episodes. And I've been here just about the whole time. I got here around episode 15. So I want to say day one-ish. Ever since I saw that that first Mr. Perfect basic in the uh, yellow singlet on the shelf, I liked it. I had to get it. And I just randomly thought, I wonder if anybody is doing a podcast for wrestling action figures. And I stumbled across you guys, and I'm so glad I did. I hope you guys do another three or four hundred, however long you want to go. I'm going to be here with you. And I just wanted to say I appreciate you guys and keep up the great work. I wish at the end of the thing he would have said diet soda out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, congratulations, soda, on all the weight loss. I know we've mentioned it a couple of times. That is an, it's really not an easy thing to do. I hate dieting. I hate exercise. Obviously love Taco Bell. So the work you're doing, man, it's to be commended. Great job. Well done. Absolutely. And uh, it was great meeting you back in New Orleans. We talk about all the people that we've met and it's just been, it's been humbling just meeting everyone, you know, and the meetup. We didn't know how the meetup was going to go in New Orleans. Like it was a gamble. It was a total gamble. I know it sounds funny, but think like 20, 20, 20 to 25 people showed up. Yeah. About that. And that was monumental for us. That was like huge. Like, okay, the, this tells us we can do this every year now. Yeah, for sure. I know you guys are probably thinking it's only like 20, 25 people, but still, that's a lot. I mean, just a bunch of people that love wrestling figures are showing up to a little meetup for a couple hours before they have to head off to Access or to the next show and want to talk figures. And, you know, it was great. Anyways. Yeah, just being able to carve out 45 minutes of their WrestleMania weekend to come hang with us, it meant the world. Yeah, exactly. And Soda was one of them. And again, we can't wait to see you next time, man. I know we were supposed to meet up in Tampa last year. My years are running together, Scott. Yes, last year, Jeff. Okay, it was last year. We were supposed to meet up in Tampa. Uh, Unfortunately, that didn't happen. We were actually going to go to Disney World with him, uh, have a nice little dinner with him and his wife. So unfortunately, that didn't happen. But we do look forward to the next time we do get to see a soda, so... Oh, for sure. And Jeff, I will never forget Soda walking around WrestleCon with his totes, getting figures signed, literally living his best life. And that was so great to see. His Alabama tote, Crimson Tide tote. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm looking forward to the next meetup, Soda, for sure. Can't wait to see you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Soda. Scott, next audio comes in from a gentleman that I wish I could meet, GBM. Hey, Scott and Jeff, what's going on? It is your boy, good brother, Mike. Just want to congratulate you guys on having the longest weekly running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Let's check the counter. Well, hot damn, 300 episodes, 300 continuous weeks. That's every single week for almost six years. That is a hell of an accomplishment. Proud of you guys. Just want to thank you again for giving me a home in the Fig Life community. It's been a hell of a ride, and I'm strapped in for the long haul. Love you guys. Congrats again. The man himself, the great GBM, the pillar of the Fig Life community, really spearheaded this whole thing. And GBM was the boots on the ground, picking up the figures, shipping them out to people. And just... I can't say enough good things about him. GBM is such an awesome dude. Never overcharged anybody. It was literally cost plus exact shipping. And he's come through for me so many times. Jeff, I know he's come through for you. I don't even know how many people are listening to this episode that are like, oh yeah, GBM hooked me up with a figure way back when or even last week. He still continues to just boots on the ground, putting out the figures to the community And I can't say enough good things about him. GBM, you mean the world to me. Thank you for everything you've done, not only in supporting Jeff and I over the last almost six years, 300 episodes, but for what you've done for the community itself. Really, we can't thank you enough, man, especially with the way prices were going up. People were missing out on figures because they were getting hoarded and resold. You were helping out so many people. And just from myself, from Jeff, from the Fig Life community, We owe you a huge thank you. Hey, don't speak for me. All right, just for me and the Fig Life community. (laughs) Jeff, go ahead. Speak for yourself. (laughs) No, GBM knows how much (laughs) I I love him, man. We're on a group chat, him, Norm, and myself. And I don't always get to the group chat all the time. (laughs) There are times I'm like 80 text messages behind. But I love hearing from those guys every day because those guys are always finding something. It's like... Norm is the West Coast of GBMs, and GBM is the East Coast of GBMs, you know? So Yes. So anyways, I do appreciate GBM wholeheartedly, and appreci- we talked about it with Christopher, appreciate his friendship as well. So, For sure, and I do want to point out that GBM technically was at our meetup when we were in New Orleans, Jeff. We were able to get him on FaceTime after a work shift, and yep. so we did have, he was actually wearing a rant with Aunt uh, Beanie Cap, so we did have GBM at our first meetup. That is true. Very Technically, yes, he was there. Absolutely. GBM, thank you very much. Scott, next question comes in from the man that told you all about potatoes, Justin Summers. Sling cheers with my bi-weekly question. You know, I was thinking about meet and greets and, you know, and you having those moments to meet some of your favorite wrestlers or, you know, maybe not necessarily one of your favorites, but somebody you want to get something signed by. I've had a lot over the past 10 years. My question for you, is there anybody left that you really want to meet for the first time at a meet and greet? I know you guys have met a lot, as have I, but I have one person that has evaded me three times. Have you guys had anybody like that where you think you're gonna meet him and you don't for whatever reason? or you don't get that picture and autograph for whatever reason, let me tell you about my one. 
pretty famous wrestler. You've probably heard of him. I'm hoping you're a fan of his too. And man is the living legend, Terry Funk. I have had three opportunities, three, and all have slipped through my fingers. Now, technically with the first one, I did meet him, but we'll, we'll get into that. The year was 2015. Terry Funk was booked as a special guest for an AIW show. Now, Terry Funk isn't necessarily one of my favorites, but when you have an opportunity to meet a living legend like that, you take it. And the bare minimum, I'm a fan of Beyond the Mat. So this was a must meet and greet for me. That day I started off because I was working and I was over the road at the time, but I was on my way home. But I had a delivery to make and I had a pickup to make. I was in Cincinnati, Ohio, delivered a load early in the morning, probably around like five, six o'clock. I can't remember, but it was early. I then go to another part of Cincinnati to pick up my next load, which I was supposed to trade with somebody. They were going to give me something going up to Cleveland. I might have got there around nine o'clock or so. I don't entirely remember, but I do know when I get there, they tell me it's not ready yet and it's not going to be ready for hours. Long story short, I end up getting loaded. I'm then on the north side of Cincinnati and I have to go cross state lines and go into Kentucky. By the time I get out of there, it's like three, four o'clock afternoon rush hour starting. So I have to drive all the way just across state lines into Kentucky, swap this load with somebody else. Then I have to turn around and drive back through this same traffic. I get to that AIW show after intermission. So I miss Terry Funk before the show. I miss Terry Funk at intermission. I'm hoping I could potentially get something after the show. For legends at AIW, it's not likely. He wasn't selling anything after the show, doing none of that. I seen him literally for a handful of seconds when he came up the particular staircase that I was by, asked me and my friend where the restroom was and we pointed him in the right direction. That was it. Since then, I've had two opportunities to make good. One was at a convention before a House of Hardcore show. Unfortunately, Terry Funk couldn't make it. And then the next was WrestleMania 33 weekend at WrestleCon. Unfortunately, Terry Funk couldn't make it. Now, I hold nothing against Terry Funk for the last two. If I blame anybody, I blame my former company that screwed me over. Within a matter of, I think a month, maybe a month and a half, maybe two, at least a good two months, I quit and I found another job. I'll always say that because I missed the opportunity to meet Terry Funk, that was the last straw for me. I didn't want to miss a show or a meet and greet ever again. And I've still yet to meet Terry Funk. Well, what's your guys' answer? Can't wait to hear it. Love you both. Thank you for everything you guys do. You guys are awesome. And I'll catch you in two weeks. Maybe between time, we'll finally get Jeff spayed or neutered. And I will take my response off the air. Later. It's episode 300. It's time to be spayed and neutered, Scott. <laughs> Is that how? Okay, I'm celebrating it with black and you go however you want, dude. You're doing the surgery, right? <laughs> I'm not You're, going downstairs. After a few whiskeys of, uh, or after a few <laughs> couple of black and whiskey, I think you can do it. <laughs> yeah, my hand gets steadier. You, you can just watch a three-minute video on YouTube, right? Yeah. Hey, somebody get me that samurai sword. I'm going to work. <laughs> 
So going to Justin's question, and thank you for the question. The one person that I've wanted to meet is Daniel Bryan. He is technically the last person on my bucket list. I do have a list of names, but like the one person I really want to meet is Daniel Bryan. I had the opportunity kind of, except if I would have gone to that access, I would have been really cutting my flight home close. So Technically, we could have done it, but we would have been getting to the airport in a photo finish. And, the you know, it's one of those, you know, home alone things where they're running through the airport and, you know, trying not to miss the flight. And, and then you leave Kevin at home. Yeah, exactly. We leave my brother Kevin at home. And <laughs> we actually do have a brother named Kevin. <laughs> we but do have a brother named Kevin. That's funny. It, it works on so many levels. Anyways. Half brother. Let's, let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways... Daniel Bryan's the last one on my list and other names on that. I really, really want to meet Tanahashi. I would love to meet Tanahashi. He's on my list of like notable guys that I want to meet. Tanahashi is one. Seth Rollins is another. Technically I was supposed to meet Seth Rollins. I had the ticket uh, in Tampa for access for access. They have premium VIP. Then they have regular VIP and then they have the general admission. At least this is the way they were doing it pre-COVID. So, like, the premium VIP guys were, like, the top of the line guys. You know, Seth, Roman, uh, Ronda. Those were the premium people. Then they had the VIP people. And that was, like, Sasha, Bailey. um, Who am I missing, Scott? Uh, Anyways. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Uh, Was Kevin Owens the... I I can't remember. I think so, yeah. Okay, so, basically, you guys get the idea. Well, I had a ticket for Seth Rollins. I was going to do the premium VIP and get his WrestleMania 30 figure signed, the one where he cashed in the briefcase. or 31. Theresa. We were there. 31, dude. Uh, Sorry, 30. Sorry, 31. 30, 31. I know. I was there. I should have known that. (laughs) It's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why you keep me around, dude? Exactly. Who's the one that's drunk here? Anyways... (laughs) We don't want omissions next week, damn it. <laughs> I know, right? I hate omissions. Anyways, I had that Seth ticket for Tampa, but we all know what happened in Tampa last year in 2020. So anyways, uh, Scott, who do you have on your bucket list? It's actually one that I just got. And that was Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon. Because he had scheduled a couple of West Coast signings. And it seemed like every time one got scheduled, he would cancel. As you would get closer to the date, he would cancel for whatever reason. I don't know what it was, but he was turning into that guy that I was just going to miss, like Justin with Terry Funk. So luckily, this past uh, Stockton Con that they did, he showed up. He didn't cancel this time because I think he had canceled like two previous. So luckily this time, I finally got his defining moment signed. So it's great to finally have that Razor Ramon autograph. He was one of my favorites in the 90s. I loved him. So nice to have that one off the list. Um, I will point out that I do have a Terry Funk autograph that came from one of the wrestle reunions we went to. I want to say it was 2011. Yeah. And lucked out on that Terry Funk. But my ones for that I still want to get, CM Punk, because I want to get his elite signed. Seth Rollins, also for the WrestleMania 31 Money in the Bank Elite. And like you, Jeff, also... Daniel Bryan, because I want to get that WrestleMania 30 Elite signed where he's holding both belts up. Yep. You got me that figure for my birthday a few years ago, quite a few years ago. 
And I would love to have a signature on that. So those are my three current that I'm like, okay, if I have a chance, I'm going to pull the trigger. So it would be Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Seth Rollins. One other one that's on my honorable mention list that I really, really want to meet, and I've missed him a couple of times at StarCast, is Dustin Rhodes. Oh, yeah, that'd be another good one, dude. Those I have a couple figures for him that I would love for him to sign. Uh, go sure. Going back to Justin and Terry Funk, I actually got that Terry Funk signed at 2011 Wrestle Reunion. Unfortunately, my auto is fading because it was signed in Sharpie. It's just Sharpie. Yeah, that's the bad part. I know. I know. So I would love to meet Terry again. I'm I'm praying I get the chance to. So For sure. Justin, you know how much we appreciate you over here, man. Uh, we love you. And again, thank you for your question. Scott, next and last question comes in from josh thompson hey jeff and scott jt here with that bi-weekly submission first off i wanted to congratulate you guys on 300 episodes of the show and of course thank you guys for keeping it going we thank you for sending your questions man you've been doing this a long time yeah jt also has a streak (laughs) i know right this week i wanted to ask you guys your overall thoughts on how the wrestling figure universe or as i like to call it has grown with us going from only Mattel and FTC making action figures to now a whole bunch of other people coming to the table. Not to mention other things such as the Ultimate Edition Arena and Owen Hart's first figure. I'll start off by saying, if you guys told me back in late 2018 or 2019, hey JT, in about three years from now, Mattel is going to give us the Ultimate Arena playset. Owen Hart and CM Punk are going to get new figures. And there's going to be a laundry list of other companies making wrestling figures i would want to believe you but at the same time wouldn't because it sounds too good to be true it just amazes me how over these years we've not only gotten a whole bunch of other wrestling figure lines but stuff that we've been asking for big boy play sets go that with mattel creations new generation arena and made that a thing after we hit the mark and over retros Got them from Mattel and some other companies. And of course, Owen Hart getting merch and a wrestling figure. It really is an amazing time to be a wrestling figure collector. And I hope these good times keep on rolling. Thank you, JT, again for the weekly question or now bi-weekly question. Um, Yeah, we kind of mentioned it earlier how when we first started it was FTC and Mattel really kind of filling up our news. And now we have so many more players that have jumped in and you're right. What better time to be a wrestling figure collector? You know, it's not just one or two companies anymore. You know, one company for like WCW and one company for WWF as it was in in the 90, early 90s. But, and even before that, you had Remco and LJN, right? You had Remco making AWA figures, LJN making WWF. That's what we got. That's what we had. And that was that. So yeah, we've definitely come a long way. There's so many people making wrestling figures. And as Jeff mentioned, so many people that are going to be making Legends figures as well. So I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, the chances of us getting figures of guys who have either never had figures before or they haven't had a figure in forever and they're finally getting a new one. Alex Wright would be a perfect example of that. Hadn't had one since his OSFTM LJN style figure in the mid 90s. But now he's got an FTC figure coming out that's going to happen more and more. And again, who wins? We do. Because we're now getting figures of guys we've been clamoring for for years. And with all this competition to snatch up names, we win because we're going to get those guys. So that to me is the biggest part of all these players in the game now. Plus, 
how is Impact still just kind of flapping in the wind with no figure line? How does that happen? And what's going on with MLW? Remember Court Bauer and that whole thing? I'm sure there's going to be news soon on that, dude. That's recent news that they're getting a figure line. So look, over the next three, four, maybe six months, there's going to be more news on that for sure. And I'm sure we'll see images of what's coming out from them. Oh, let's not forget Nerds Clothing coming out with little retro guys, too. They showed off Takahashi. I mean, like, I never thought that we'd have this many players in the game. I think people just kind of saw that the wrestling figure community was growing and either A, wanted to capitalize on it, or or B, thought, you know what? It's cool Mattel's doing it, but, man, if there is somebody making figures of this organization— Right. Or just these guys, you know, boss fight going out and getting Penta and Phoenix and then Conan and then Lady Maravilla and, you know, so on and so forth. And then Cella going out and getting the random people that they did, you know, Blue Meanie and Hayabusa. You know, that's just great. Who wins? We do. Who loses? Our wallets do. (laughs) Yes. Our bank accounts. Our bank accounts. They're (laughs) suffering. Yes. Yes. Our bank accounts are weeping right now. Sure. But at the same time, a lot of our wish lists are now starting to come true, and it's now time to pony up what we've been begging for. Yeah, and I think JT brought up a great point about the Kickstarter. We didn't even really talk about Mattel's Kickstarter and what a game changer that's going to be for their brand. You know, we're getting that new generation arena that people basically were like, yes, we want that. Here is our money. We are literally, as we said so many times when we would bring up Maddie Collector, kind of half joking, but really not, like... Make us put our money where our mouths are. They did that, and we ponied up. So, again, we win. We're getting what we want, and Mattel's going to be like, okay, what's next? And nothing is off the table. So thank you, JT, for bringing that up. We hadn't really kind of broached that at all, but that's a big game changer for Mattel moving forward in my estimation. So I can't wait to see what they're going to come out with next. I do like how the toy companies are playing off our nostalgia feels. Not only are we wanting these guys that we grew up with in the 80s and the 90s, but a lot of people are making the figures that we had back then. Mattel was making the He-Man style figures and that are similar to Remco's. And we're getting Hasbro's from 50 different companies. And we're getting LJN's, uh, which... Jazzwares is now doing. I mean, it's just crazy what has happened in these past 300 episodes or upcoming six years. I mean, it's just it's just crazy what we've witnessed. And it's only getting crazier as we go along. And crazy in a good way, I should say. Back in the day, we had ECW, WCW, and WWF figures. Yeah, that was, that was kind of the height of it, right? We had Jax making WWF, we had Toy Biz making WCW, and we had um, San Francisco Toymakers making ECW. Right. And that was incredible. We had three different brands on the pegs. Yeah. Now, with <laughs> online, <laughs> there's so much. Sometimes we miss something because it's, there's so much going on. But a great time to be a collector. Just not a good time for our wallets. Right. And you mentioned nostalgia, Jeff. That's definitely a big thing now. We've got Mattel... With the retro line, we've got Mattel with the new generation arena and their Legends line. We've got Mattel with the quote-unquote Superstars Remcos. They're kind of going back and doing Remco-style figures based off of what was the essentially their He-Man WWE crossover figures Yep, that became Remcos when you stripped off all the accessories. But not only that, Greg Gagne 
is going to be doing something with someone for Remco figures. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. There's not anything that says they're going to be Remco figures, but... Come on, come on. See, we know what's coming from them. Scott, you know what happens when you assume... I'm not going to say it because we're a family podcast and we have too many S jokes. <laughs> Sags jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but And also, like you mentioned, Jeff, the LJNs from Jazzwares, there are so many callbacks to the things that we grew up with. It's almost like dog whistling at this point, right? Like... Hey guys, look at this thing from your childhood. And we're like, <laughs> we're like, our eyes are wide. We're like getting our wallets out of our back pockets. Like we're just trained. Like, I feel that that's me. <laughs> like anytime they're like Remco, Hasbro, LJN, I'm in. Count me in. Just waiting on those Galoob callbacks. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. It's got to happen. I think it's going to be happening sooner or later. That's, yes, it has I don't, to. I don't know anything. I'm just making an assumption because that's kind of the last kind of callback I guess you can do. So you're right. Kind of the last of it really would be Galoob specifically is just sitting there waiting. Almost like Mask from the 80s toys is kind of that last big property that nobody's really picked up on. It seems that Galoob is like the last big callback that none of the major toy companies making wrestling figures have called back on yet. Gotta think it's next. Yep. Man, 300 episodes and we've witnessed a lot. We really have, dude. It's been a crazy 300 episodes, almost six years. And thinking of where we started off to where we are now, you gotta think we're in a better place, right? Who, us? Or you're talking about wrestling figure collectors? Well, we... Yes, wrestling figure collectors. Not you and I specifically, Jeff. I think we're in a good place too. But yeah, we as wrestling figure collectors, the wrestling figure industry in in total is in a much better place than it was January 25th, 2016. Right, right. Well, Scott, that rounds out episode 300. You know what? I'm going to just, you guys have heard the spiel about our podcast and buddies, you know, check out doing the favor. Congratulations to you guys on episode 200. They just celebrated that this past week. Congrats guys. Also Breaker and Bane. You guys know everybody. Breaker and Bane, Chick Foley show, Drunk Wrestling History. What'd you guys do for Drunk Wrestling History? Um. Oh, the, the, the riots. Uh, yes, thank you. The Little Rock Riot, the house show, WWF, I believe it was 97, the riot. It, <laughs> I had actually, I, I knew nothing about that. And Eddie oh, was like, hey, serious? what about doing, yeah, I knew nothing about it. Eddie's like, hey, let's do an episode on this. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, dude. And he sent me an article. I'm like, holy crap. Yes, let's talk about that. So yeah, we talk about the Little Rock WWF house show riot. You guys should talk about the uh, San Francisco debacle of the signings. Yeah, that was that was more of a convention though. All I right. didn't go to the card. Like we try to stick to like actual wrestling and not like that's actually one we should just do an entire episode about. But All not right. like one of our main episodes. We could just talk about the debacle that was that. <laughs> and how almost every wrestler left after day one. <laughs> yeah, they're setting up their own tables. We're trying to hand them our autograph tickets. They're like, nah, give us cash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna double pay. It was a mess. <laughs> That's actually where I got the Greg Valentine autograph on the LJN card. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, he started talking to me about LJNs. He's like, yeah, I used to have a bunch of these, and you know, I sold them off. And I was like, all right, yeah, can you sign this one, please? Yeah. <laughs> please sign this, sir. Well, I remember ROH was doing a show on Sunday. That's right. That's right. 
And I felt bad for ROH because they kind of got wrapped up in the middle of that. Yeah. And they didn't have hardly anybody at the show. The guys put on a fantastic show. And I remember uh, Claudio was there. Uh, Chris Hero was there. But Claudio, I remember... people may know him now as Cesaro. Oh, that's right. Good point. Good point. All right. Um, but anyways, there was a bunch of talent there. And they went out there and busted their asses and put on a hell of a show. And it just unfortunately, there wasn't that many people at the show. Yeah. But... It was all because of that debacle. Anyways. Seth Rollins might have been there. Tyler Black? That was late 2007. I'll have to go back and read the card. I I remember Cesaro and Hero for sure. I want to say Austin Aries was there. That makes sense. And I'm I'm, I'm going to have to remember. Uh, I'll have to read over the card and see who else was there. But anyways. Yeah, we should do an episode on that. That was a horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was nuts. Anyway, let's let's not talk anymore about that debacle on episode 300. This is a celebration. A celebration of us. You celebrate us. <laughs> not to toot our own horns, but... You celebrate the Toon Brothers. <laughs> we are your kings. <laughs> oh, you stop. Okay, what? now you're getting thrown out of here. Security, get this what? man out of here. He's what? drunk. Who? <laughs> He's getting carried away on his own power. What the hell did Rock put in this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you guys know our podcast and buddies. You guys know the websites, everything. We want to thank you guys. Um, the very first episode, episode number one, only had 75 downloads, which was absolutely, looking back, is hilarious. But at the same time, when you do that, when you start a podcast, you don't know how many people are going to tune in. And we had 75 downloads, and we thought that was great. We're like, okay, we didn't hit 100, but I mean, that's still good. Yeah, we're happy with that. Yeah, we're we're very happy with that. I thought we were going to be lucky to get five. And then the second episode went to, I think that one had like 80 or 90, and then it just kept growing from there. And now it's, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I haven't looked in so long. I know, I haven't either. I don't Anyways. even care. At this point, it's just like, let's just have fun and throw yeah. the show out for those that enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think we're doing good. I don't even know. I, I And honestly, don't care. Yeah, it's it's just fun for us to talk to you guys. It's fun to just BS between each other and anyways. Yeah, share the love and share the joy of wrestling figure collecting with you guys. That's what it's about for us. Absolutely. So I'm going to round it out there. Scott, I'm going to remember to throw it back to you on this one. Oh, well, thank you. For episode 300, Scott Sparta, is there anything else? <laughs> yes. As I say every week, stay safe, stay healthy, R.I.P. Fig. We love you, little man. We'll always miss you. We loved you, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone that has ever given us a download, anyone that's ever tuned into us, anyone that just found us from the toys that made us, anybody that has ever reached out, thank you. You guys are the ones that keep us going. As I said, this is a lot of fun for Scott and I, and you know, having you guys interact with us means a lot and i know i've been a little in and out on twitter lately but it's not because i'm well i am sick of twitter but it's not because <laughs> of that. it's not because i don't want to respond to you guys it's just literally my days are taxed now but i am trying to do the best i can to respond to everyone um Nick Haddix had a very nice comment to us the other day. Scott, I'll share with you after the show. Oh, thank but, you. But uh, Nick and the family, thank you. That meant a lot. 
But overall, I want to thank everyone that's ever given us a download, anyone that's ever reached out, anyone that even said we sucked and said boring, just boring. That really meant a lot. Thank you. And it made a shirt. So thank you. We got some sales off of that. Thank you, man. We, <laughs> we thank you, you prick. <laughs> but I want to thank everyone for tuning into episode 300. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week We're the OGs of WFP Fully poseable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings